Today we celebrate the memorial of Saints Cyril and Methodius, saints from the ninth century, and they were the prominent uh, missionaries to the Slavic countries. They were from uh, a prominent family, and one of them, I think St. Cyril, was actually even a governor before he became a missionary monk. And with their work, they became consecrated bishops and did much to promote the gospel in those Slavic countries in a time in which they were kind of uh, becoming more independent from the Germanic kingdoms. And St. Cyril even created uh, an alphabet for their Bible and their liturgies. And their, the kind of language, the Old Church Slavonic is still used in uh, those Eastern uh, liturgies even to this day. So St. Cyril and Methodius are uh, very important for that spreading of the gospel to the Eastern Slavic countries. And Pope John Paul II made them co-patrons of Europe. You have St. Benedict being the patron of the, the West and St. Cyril and Methodius of Eastern Europe. Today we also celebrate, uh, we commemorate in the Roman Martyrology, St. Valentine. Uh, St. Valentine uh, was removed in 1969 from the Universal Roman Calendar, but he's still commemorated in the Roman Martyrology. And he was a saint going back to the third and fourth century a martyr, and his, uh, there's an ancient inscription in Latin saying he was beaten for a long time, and uh, because of his endurance uh, and being able to take such torture for such a long time, eventually they just dragged him out and had him uh, beheaded. And St. Valentine is known especially, he is a patron of engaged couples and uh, happy marriages. and. You know, there's not too much known about St. Valentine, but there are, uh, there's a story attributed to him, uh, about him, that he uh, would marry young couples uh, in secret because of young Christians, young Christian men that were gonna be conscripted into the army. Uh, at that time, soldiers weren't allowed to be married um, in the Roman army. And so he would marry young Christian men in secret so that they you know, would not have to, uh, the consequences. And he, you know, is a great patron then for bringing young couples uh, in love and to, you know, foster happy marriages. These three saints then that we commemorate uh, a important theme, I think, that runs through them is unity. You know, St. Cyril and Methodius, unity between the East and the West and having the gospel message there. And then St. Valentine, unity in uh, marriage. And we see, especially in our first reading, how God sends the flood not to destroy the earth, but God sends the great flood to recreate the earth because he saw how much sin and wickedness there was. And, you know, it's described he regretted that he had made man on the earth and his heart was grieved. 
Well, it's important to remember, uh, you know, Genesis is kind of describing in an anthropomorphic language, you know, God who is omniscient, eternal, unchanging. Uh, he didn't literally regret, but it, Genesis is describing a way for us to understand, especially the ancient Jews, for them to understand how God's love for creation is now put in tension with his justice, that, you know, it's not an arbitrary, uh, malicious judgment he's setting upon the earth, but one out of justice, because there's great wickedness. And Genesis hints towards the breakdown of society. Genesis kind of shows the foundation of the wickedness on earth is actually part of it because of bad marriages. Lamech in Genesis, he's described as uh, one of the most evil men in Genesis, uh, seven times more evil than Cain. And he's the one who invented bigamy. And marriage is that basic cell, basic founding block of society. And so as marriages uh, broke down, breaking from God's design between one man and one woman, the rest of society also begins to break down. And so we see Noah, he brings all the animals, one pair, one male and one female. The Lord is going to recreate, uh, kind of baptize the earth to submerge it and then rise it up again to be a new creation. And one male and one female pairs of animals and Noah's family, you know, this is going to be, again, the basic building block of society. And Noah receives, after the flood, well, here in the future, go forth and multiply, just like the commandment given to Adam. And St. John Paul II, you know, he talks about how marriage has that basic founding block of society, you know, he says, as the family goes, so goes the nation, and so goes the whole world in which we live. And so that's why he was so uh, encouraging to young couples himself, you know, in promoting theology of the body to understand, uh, help each other, understand each other, love each other, so that they can have fruitful families and thereby transform the society. You know, it's important to Proclaim the gospel like St. Cyril the Methodius with St. John Paul II emphasized. The family is going to be that foundation if we want to transform the world. And so St. John Paul says, love the family, defend and promote it as the basic cell of human society. Nurture it as the prime sanctuary of life. Give great care to the preparation of engaged couples and be close to young married couples so that they will be for their children and the whole community an eloquent testimony of God's love. Young married couples then have a great vocation. They have that opportunity then not only to just raise their own family, but in raising their own family, they are on that path to transform the society. 
one leavened not with the poison of the world, but leavened with Christ. And so, you know, if, if marriages were under attack in the Old Testament with bigamy and polygamy, which we know didn't go well for Abraham and Jacob, how much more so is marriage under attack today uh, with contraception, abortion, pornography, IVF, all kinds of attacks on marriage, and now especially even transgenderism. Uh, all these ideologies that are attacking God's creation, that he created them male and female, and that they are to be in marriage, the two becoming one flesh in order to bear fruit. And St. John Paul II then, he is a great also intercessor for young married couples along with St. Valentine. We must be leavened with Christ in his gospel, and we must especially pray for married couples. Sister Lucia said the last battle will be the final confrontation between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan will be over marriage and the family. And so, you know, we are seeing, I think, a lot of the manifestation of that. The devil is attacking hard against marriage, against the, the youth of today. And so let us ask St. Valentine, St. John Paul II to intercede for healthy, happy marriages. And we also ask through the intercession of St. Cyril Methodius for unity in the church, especially between the East and the West, especially right now, even in Ukraine and Russia. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.